0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, there has been a major
1: push in Australia to ensure that Christian believers are equipped to share their faith. So, are there enough Christian believers, courageous and equipped, uh, to effectively share the good news with fellow Australians? Well, as it appears, there are some Christians, and you know what? You may be one of those, uh, and uh, don't worry uh, too much about uh, what you might feel, but uh, if you say, well, I'm lacking confidence to share the gospel, or I'm lacking confidence to just formulate and articulate my testimony, stay around because uh, an opportunity this hour to catch on to some fabulous principles and understanding about what it is to share your faith as a Christian believer. There are some subtle deceptions that keep us quiet When we know we could be speaking up, but somehow or other we let that one go through or uh, we just don't feel the confidence to be able to speak up. Well, evangelist Tony McLennan leads the Australia for Jesus organization. And of course, you might have heard of the God Revolution. Now there's a couple of websites, thegodrevolution.com.au and also australiaforjesus.org.au uh, We'll give those probably regularly through the conversation but I want to welcome back to 2020 another opportunity to talk to Tony McLennan. Hello Tony, welcome back.
2: Hello Neil, thank you so much for including me in the program
1: Tony, you have been traversing the nation and taking every opportunity to speak to churches and groups Uh, you've been forming a network uh, all about this God Revolution give us an update on how things are going
2: Well we're very excited Neil Uh, in fact we managed to launch the God Revolution theme uh, at Victory Life Centre in Perth as things turned out right in the middle of the week where Vision Christian Radio was launching the uh, online material and promoting it every day. So that was just an amazing thing. And under the uh, with the support of Pastor Margaret Court, for example, uh, a recent um, mention in the news about six months ago, uh, we we saw something like about 2,000 people uh, respond enthusiastically to the whole idea that, that we as Christians have the weapon of warfare, the Word of God, And that we can actually pronounce that in front of people and that many will be saved in consequence, which is very exciting. And uh, I I suppose I spoke spoke on that morning, 22nd of October, our launch morning, to 2,000 people in the two services. And uh, about 400 people, by my estimate, came forward for personal prayer to become soul winners for Jesus. Isn't that exciting, Neil?
1: It is exciting, and I know that there is a contagiousness, uh, something that is catching on uh, wherever you're sharing these ideas about the God revolution. Let me take you back just to something you said uh, in that uh, opening Uh, comment there Tony when you talk about the weapons of our warfare uh, for those who might be listening in saying oh this sounds a little bit too militant this doesn't sound like Christianity Uh, we recognize that there is a battle for hearts and minds going on how do you describe uh, what the Bible talks about uh, when we talk about weapons of our warfare
2: well you can't go any further really than Ephesians chapter 6 and of course what Paul describes as the weapons of our warfare which are not carnal but are mighty through God he mentions in one of the other epistles for the pulling down of the enemy's strongholds and there are strongholds in Christians minds and there are strongholds in the minds of people out there that have been set up through the lying deceit of the evil one and those that attend to his words and those strongholds are going to be pulled down and the only weapon to do that is the word of God that's the sword of the spirit And when we talk about the Word of God, we're not just talking about um, someone attending church on Sunday and hearing the Word of God, although that may be the right atmosphere in many cases. It's when Christians actually pronounce the good news of Jesus Christ to people and explain that to them properly. That's the sword of the Spirit that cuts through.
1: I don't know whether you heard our earlier conversation uh, with Ashley Saunders from Family Voice Australia, but uh, there is a sense in which, you know, we talk about uh, a militancy as a Christian and uh, and almost to the point where you can actually get into hot water when you start talking about words like radicalization because that's got a different uh, connotation to people who are talking about radicalization in all sorts of dreadful Uh, forms uh, in uh, various uh, areas that might be a threat to a nation. But there is a certain sense, isn't there, when we talk about being radical for Jesus, there is a radicalization that's going on, but it's radicalization in a sense where love uh, becomes the uh, the the way that the expression of that radicalization enters into someone's life. So you've got a radicalization, but it's a love radicalization. How do you describe what happens to the person who gets transformed by the power of the gospel and then uh, all of a sudden wants to be someone who shares that message and that good news with others?
2: Well, the, the transformation is nothing short of miraculous, and we know that salvation is God, the Holy Spirit's work, but he watches over... God's Word, and God has partnered with us to actually share that Word uh, directly with people. And, and as we share that Word in a clear, compassionate, and complete way, people hear the Gospel. It's amazing, Neil, the number of people who dance around the Gospel. You know, they dance around it, but don't get to the core of it. And, and that's actual expression is why we develop the way of life, so people would have a clear way of actually presenting the whole Gospel covering the issue of sin and death and the loss of righteousness through our own sin and then, of course, uh, the consequences of that sin and so so on until God's solution emerges with Christ dying on the cross, etc., and the resurrection and so on. Now, those things are so critical for us to actually pronounce in front of the unbeliever, but we've got to win the right to make that presentation. So we're radicals. on the on the leftist side of politics uh, tend to make a nuisance of themselves, and also on the right side of politics, is they go around bullying people or shouting or invectives and all sorts of things. Whereas we are we are radical in as much as we, we believe in bringing across the clear gospel to people as good news to people. So we are heralds of good news. Where the radical comes about is we, we are... We are very definite in our stand against the forces of darkness and very definite in our stand for righteousness. And that is seen by some people as being a radical. It is a revolution because most people have been taken down the garden path by the devil that have got all sorts of false concepts that they've absorbed over the years. And those things are the strongholds in their minds that have to be cleared away. Very often we just punch through all that just by sharing the gospel. Can I give you one example? Sure. An example, and I've got this available to people to access. If I want to listen to this as a sermon, I was giving a talk at Life Source Christian Centre in Sydney, 21st of January, and a, a young man joined me that morning to give his testimony. His name's Daniel, and uh, he was a navy diver, and uh, he came to see me a number of years ago to uh, for life coaching purposes, and I soon detected he was an atheist and during the course of our conversation, presented the way of life to him. During that conversation, he was an atheist all the way through up to slide number 24. When I asked him the question, Daniel, do you believe that Jesus could have died for you? His simple reply was, in the midst of his atheism, he said, well, he could have. And then suddenly the Holy Spirit fell upon him. The Holy Spirit fell upon me. And when I asked the next question, do you want to receive, Daniel, God's gift of eternal life? He was overcome by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he, dic- he details this in his testimony. And this is what we're finding is happening, Neil. The, the intervention of God, watching over his word to perform and bringing this miraculous conversion, if only we are faithful to give a clear presentation of the gospel and not dance around the subject. That's the point. Well, there's a word that cuts through.
1: Tony, uh, what you're describing uh, for listeners is going to be something of a continuation of what we've seen in the book of Acts. When you pick up the Bible and you look at the Acts of the Apostles, uh, amazing things happening when people are exposed to this good news of the gospel. But let me come back uh, a little bit of continuing on this military idea because you're, in fact, a former military officer. Uh, This idea that there is a battle, uh, that there is a a battle for hearts and minds, Uh, there is also uh, this concept, isn't there, when we talk about the battle, captives and prisoners, uh, captives and prisoners to sin, that thing that binds us. And yet, when this good news is preached, as you've just indicated, uh, those, uh, those prisoners go free. How do you describe what happens in the midst of a battle which comes where the weapons of the warfare are not carnal but they are mighty in the Holy Ghost and how he uses this message of the gospel to actually bring about victory in the battle?
2: Yeah, well, the, the, uh, the, the process is very simple really. Uh, you, you pick this up in, you mentioned Acts there, Neil, in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, where the jailer, the Philippian jailer, rushes in and, uh, and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved that 's verse thirty verse thirty one uh, Paul says to him, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved you and your whole household but it says in verse thirty two and they explained to him the word of the Lord to him only to him and to all those that were in his house, and then they were straight away baptized right so there's an explaining of the word of the Lord, and so as we as Christians either position people to get that explanation at church by taking them to church, or if we sit down with them and actually explain it, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit takes over and cuts through all of the rubbish that the devil's been installing in their heads so that he starts to speak to their conscience, he starts to speak to the spiritual man, and the born-again experience is brought forth.
1: And interestingly, and I'll get your perspective here, Tony, uh, that the sinful nature in us... Uh, draws us towards, as you describe it, the rubbish the devil puts in our heads. Now, (laughs) people might like to uh, call in and be part of the conversation about the rubbish the devil puts in our heads, the sorts of things that go along with the spirit of the age, uh, these things that are defining what reality is for us when in fact uh, then we get a perception of the things of God and that cuts through that and gives us a certain uh, strength in the reality that we do understand. Uh, but uh, enlarge a little more for us uh, on that sort of issue, Tony. Uh, this idea of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, of sharing the good news in that way.
2: Yeah, well, the, it's, it's really overcoming uh, the objections that the devil's already installed in people's heads or overcoming our own objections. So the devil's got a whole lot of lies he feeds Christians, and we can detail some of those in a minute, just at your request. And there are a whole lot of lies he's installed in the minds of the non-Christian I know. like I met a, a Jewish fellow the other day who's a doctor of philosophy and he's not even read the Bible and I said to him now here you are a doctor of philosophy you've studied philosophy you had a PhD in philosophy and you haven't even read one of the most influential books of all time so that's, that's a, an exhortation to cut through and encourage him not bully him but encourage him with a bit of passion that he being a Jew should be reading at least the Old Testament and discovering the prophecies concerning Yeshua Hamashiach, which is Jesus, of course, Jesus Christ, in, in uh, our own parlance today. So uh, yeah, yeah, there's that sort of lie, you know, the, oh, the, the, the Bible's an outmoded book. That's a typical lie that the unbeliever might have. Uh, but there are other lies. So I remember Will Graham got up at a seminar and he said, that he quoted St. Francis of Assisi. And St. Francis allegedly said, um, preach the gospel if necessary, use words. And Will explained that St. Francis of Assisi never, ever said that. It's actually only a half-truth. It's suggesting that good works are the supplanter of the word of the Lord, whereas the book of Acts, as you pointed out earlier, Neil, constantly talks about the word of God. They spoke the word of God. The word of God multiplied. I've come to give you the word of God. The Gentiles followed after him to hear the word of God. All these things constantly, and that's the gospel that's been announced by them, and it 's very clear the statements in Acts chapter thirteen bring this out very well when Paul is talking to the Jews in uh, Pisidian antioch so so it 's clarity on the Gospel on the one hand but also eschewing, avoiding, or cutting out the lies the devil. Tells us, you know, like I met a I met a chaplain recently at a clergy conference that I was attending, and he said, Oh, look, I've I've only ever I I believe in such and such a scale, and he mentions a scale where people are minus ten through to plus ten on the Christian scale, right? And it's all natural thinking. You know, God can reach a minus fifteen or a minus twenty straight away and take them right through into life immediately, but as soon as the devil inserts human thinking into our thinking. We slow things down, and we think we've done a job by getting someone from minus eight to minus seven. When he didn't say that, he said, preach the gospel to every creature. I don't know if that's coming through clear, near. Do you want to mm. comment? Uh,
1: well, we can ask listeners if they'd like to join in our conversation. They might have a comment to add, and uh, I think we're on a good track here. Uh, our talkback line is open, 1-800-316-316, Uh, Very interesting and important conversation today and we're going to talk some more about some of these subtle deceptions that keep us quiet. Our special guest is Tony McLennan. He's uh, leading Australia for Jesus and an update today on the God revolution, but talking about the reality, the fact that sometimes uh, we're kept quiet and sometimes it's because of these subtle deceptions. Where do you think the
0: subtle deceptions are coming from? Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our special
1: guest this hour, evangelist Tony McLennan, who leads Australia for Jesus, the God Revolution. You might have your own thoughts on our discussion today, and uh, we're talking around some of the subtle deceptions that keep Christian believers quiet. You might have your own thoughts on what some of those are. In fact, Tony, I think it might be good to take some calls straight away. Let's hear from Sharon in Warrnambool in Victoria. Hello, Sharon. Welcome along. Sharon, are you with us?
3: Hi, how are you?
1: Very well. Sharon, what are your thoughts for our conversation today?
3: Oh, well, I was invited to a meeting with Tony a few months ago and I was like, I can't go. I'm too shy. I haven't got my life together. And I was encouraged to go and I thought, okay, I was in Melbourne. So we went and Tony like just showed us a simple presentation. And then we went out on the street and just talked to people, and it was really, really good, and I, like, really picked up from
4: it. And
1: so from,
3: yeah, because,
1: now so so from someone who going. didn't have confidence to share your faith, uh, just one meeting with some encouragement and a few basic principles, uh, that turned you around, Sharon?
3: That's right, yeah. And I went back to church, and they said I was like a kid with a new toy. Okay.
1: Tony, your thoughts for Sharon in Warrnambool?
2: Well, I remember meeting Sharon and she came out when we were showing the way of life just on their mobile phone to a young man within about 100 feet of where we'd had a cup of coffee with some other Australia for Jesus friends. And Sharon was very attentive and before long she was taking over uh, and showing it as were other people. Uh, Mary, uh, Sharon might remember Mary, who came along as well. And uh, since that time, Sharon and uh, a good friend of hers, Jerry from Warrnambool, have arranged for me to be invited over to Warnable to, to speak at Freedom Church with Pastor Neville Woodbury, uh, so that uh, we can actually help um, uh, pr- present the gospel to whoever will listen in Warnable in the in, in early March. I think it's ninth and tenth and eleventh of March that we're going to be doing that, isn't it, Sharon?
4: Yeah, I'm right, having a mm-hmm. seminar. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, Sharon, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your own experience. And just let me ask you, before we take another call, uh, Tony, uh, you as one person with one message uh, going to town by town isn't going to be enough. You need to see lots of people raised up uh, carrying the same sort of message that you do and going into multiple con- contexts, uh, compounding the opportunity here and really getting momentum going. What's your thoughts for uh, for the need for people who are doing exactly what you're doing, uh, raising up this new generation, the God revolution?
2: Well, that's uh, well put there, Neil. The thing is that uh, we encourage people to sign on on australiaforjesus.org.au. Almost 3,000 have done so so far, thanks to Vision Christian Radio's help and the help of uh, Jordan, our web... Uh, guy. Uh, but I, I just want to encourage the people to sign on. There's a lot of good resources there. It takes them all the way through the presentation. They can then connect at events as we go around the country. We're, we're seeing God raise up soul winners like Sharon and, and her friend uh, that I mentioned earlier. And, and uh, these people are coming alight. They, they want to do it. There's already something in their hearts to do it, but they've been told that it's not appropriate or you've got to crowd a relationship with people or all sorts of stuff that act as barriers. Uh, but if people go on to Australia for au, they'll, they'll be able to get the resources. And if they go on to a Guiderevolution.com.au, they can actually uh, sift through simple studies, videos that go for about three or four minutes each to really give them the background detail that they need. How's that sound, Neil?
1: Fabulous resources. Let's take some more calls. Mike is in Beaconsfield in Tasmania, I imagine, Mike. Hello, welcome along. Uh,
4: good morning. Uh, yes, yeah, thanks. Sir. Um, at the start you earlier you mentioned this Acts one eight where you said you'll receive um power from on high and you'll be my witnesses. Well it's it's really the power of God energizing our relevant gifts like um uh, Pastor Tony would be, say, an evangelist. And uh and that's his whatever gift you are preaching, teaching evangelists and there are demonstrative gifts to bring people to faith like healing and miracles, they really get the eye opener and then you preach the word of God to them, like it said to St. Paul, you will open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and the power of Satan to the power of God and once if people see a healing uh, and a miracle you've got their attention well up and then you can proclaim the word of God to them so-
1: Mike, good thoughts, your response Tony?
4: Yeah well look, uh, I,
2: I agree that uh, signs will follow those that believe, uh, this is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in people's lives and I've seen that uh, but the primary direction that we get from Jesus is in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, preach the gospel to every creature. And he's saying that universally to every Christian, every Christian. Uh, he doesn't differentiate uh, people's gifts when he says, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will be witnesses to me. But he's explaining what historically is going to happen. And he doesn't confine it to the apostles. In Acts chapter 8 it says uh, all the church was scattered abroad and they were preaching the word of God all over uh, Judea and, the, and Galilee and beyond. So uh, we don't want to limit it to people who have a special gift. Uh, we do know that the word evangelist occur, occurs a number of times in the scripture, not overly much. Uh, we don't even know whether Timothy was an evangelist, but we, were t- we know that Paul said to him, do the work of a preacher of the good news. So we're encouraging people who respond to that. And I I believe that healings before, during, or after, God's going to do those. But the essential thing is the Word. The Word is the sword of the Spirit that breaks through, touches people's lives, and all sorts of transforming things will take place. I think sometimes we can put other activities ahead or the cart before the horse sometimes. And I'm not saying that that it's not appropriate for people to pray for people's healings. I do that. But essentially, they need healing of the inner man. They need healing of their soul. And that comes about through the entrance of God's word to give light. Uh,
1: Interesting to talk about this because uh, two sorts of miracles can happen. You're describing those miracles and saying that there is a context here Uh, When we talk about these things, Tony, what we're actually looking for is a person to respond to Christ and therefore go on to a transformed life, that in itself, the bigger, greater miracle than something else that might happen, Uh, the healing of a bad back or uh, even other miraculous things that happen in people's lives. But there's a context there, and the transformed life is the greater miracle. Is that what you're saying?
2: I'd say yes. It's the entrance of God's word that gives light and gives understanding to the simple. And that's Psalm 119, verse 130. But essentially, like the the healing of the man at the gate, beautiful, Neil in Acts chapter 3, was used by God to assemble a whole group of people, and then a multitude of people believed. So our friend from Beaconsfield is quite right, in as much as the miracle called people's attention to the word of God, and a whole lot of people, a swath of people were saved. But there are other circumstances where primarily, there's no miracle. There's just the preaching of the word. And you can pick that up in Acts chapter 13, where Paul and Silas go into the synagogue and they're talking to the elders. And the elders encourage them to give a word of exhortation and they preach the word. And that causes a lot of people to believe, but also causes a lot of people to want to stone them not long after. So so I'm saying that, that that's the entrance of God's word. I don't think we should put miracles ahead of God's word. I believe the Holy Spirit will attend on God's word and signs will follow, they may even happen beforehand. But the emphasis is to preach the word, as Paul wrote to Timothy, be instant, in season and out of season. Rebuke uh, and uh, reprove and endure with all long-suffering and boldness. So these are the last words of Paul to to Timothy, and he wasn't talking about pastoral correction. He's talking about the work of preaching the good news. Thank
1: Thank you so much. To that's that's good stuff, Mike from Beaconsfield. Thanks for your call. Let's take a call. Shelby is in Brisbane. Hello, Shelby.
5: Hey, yeah, Neil. Hey, young buddy. Very Uh, well. Yeah, mate. I, I just find that um. Um, and all of the stuff with the, what's going on, even with the Philip uh, Ruddock review. Um, when you're talking to people, I just feel that um, you've got to be bold. You've got to show them Christ love, and um, perhaps uh, joy. But you know, you, I, I often ask people, um, where uh, do you get your opinion from? Um, or I ask them, um, uh, in the sense, um, are you reading? Have you read the Bible? Are you reading the Bible? Uh, and it just opens the door a little bit. Um, but not only that, often God just leads you to other Christian friends like I went to the bandits um, they did three, the hat trick in the Australian uh, ABL uh, baseball league and um, I met I I was on the field on the Saturday night um, and I met um, uh, uh, TJ Bennett who was a Christian bandit player from America and um, his friend said something, I said something to him I said, ah, you a believe it, and then TJ said to me, ah, another Christian. And then later on, on the Sunday night, when they won the title, I, uh, there was rain delay before the storm. I sat down, I cleared a few seats, and then some people come along and said, oh, can we sit here? It turned out that they were Christians, so we're all in amongst each other, and we're able to talk to other people um, on the Christian aspects uh, of them winning the game, even. Mm. Um, so I just feel we- bold.
1: Good thoughts uh, need to be bold yes, and and of course, identifying other Christian believers too and that 's an encouragement to the heart. Uh, of you as a christian who think you might be actually uh, out on your own and there's no one else standing for the same truths and righteousness that you want to stand for we're going to continue taking more calls after vision national news where are we up to with this god revolution you mentioned there are three thousand people who are a registered part of the god revolution at present what are your desires for this phase of the development of the god revolution
2: Well, we'd like people to be able to absorb that material and also learn how to present the gospel. So the Guide Revolution is like an inspirational rallying cry. There are 15 videos available through guiderevolution.com.au. And, of course, we want people to sign on to australiaforjesus.org.au so that they can receive materials that they can use from their phones to uh, share the gospel with others in a clear and compassionate way. That means we're launching people who are witnessing, who are soul winners, intentional soul winners, uh, then we intend to go to a third stage of running, or sorry, a second stage of running Bringing Others to Jesus seminars. We've run those in uh, Melbourne, in Goulburn, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth. Uh, we will be running them in, in other places uh, just as soon as, uh, we'll be running in Warrnambool shortly A Freedom Church. I mentioned earlier that Sharon was on the line recently uh, from, uh, vision, from that church. Uh, we'll also be, I've, I've spoken at Presbyterian churches and Churches of Christ and Baptist churches particularly Anglican churches I'm an Anglican minister anyway and uh, so what it all adds up to is that uh, there is a a real interest in people saying yes I'm done with what the devil's doing to Australia and I want to be able to bring words of life to others how do I do it and the how to is a big part of it of course
1: we're taking calls on one eight hundred 316 We're going to take some more calls in just a few moments. Uh, the phone has been running hot. Let me come back to something a little bit controversial that we spoke about just before the news, Tony. Uh, we were talking about miracles and uh, yeah. saying that there are miracles that happen when you pray for people. Miracles do follow the preaching of the gospel. Uh, And then there's the miracle that happens with a transformed life. Sometimes we get those out of alignment because if we can see a miracle, it sometimes looks like it's more uh, significant than the other real miracle that's happening with a person who receives Christ. And there is a transformed life uh, with all of its potential ready to happen. That's a huge miracle too. You, Tony, uh, believe that this idea of miracles actually can, for some, become a part of a deception. How do you describe that?
2: Well, simply that uh, people are going around praying for people to be healed, but they're not actually sharing the gospel or have no intention of sharing the gospel or just uh, satisfied with the healing part of it. They've done a good job in terms of praying for people. But what about the eternal life? What about the eternal, immortal soul of that individual? Uh, So I think it's very, very important to win the right, whether it's through praying for someone for healing uh, and then sharing the gospel with them, or sharing the gospel with them and then praying for them for some particular need in their life. But let's put the the good news first. Jesus made it very plain, go and preach the good news. And these signs will follow those who believe. So there are all sorts of, if you read the book of Acts, you see there are signs sometimes before, there are sometimes during and sometimes after. Let's not turn a theology into what we see as reported historically in the book of Acts, but let's realise that God will attend on His Word, but it's the Word that comes first. And I, I'm very strong in this because I'm I'm seeing people who are rank outsiders there and then, uh, the Holy Spirit falling upon them and coming to Christ, or a little bit later. Uh, and we've got a a, um, a series of testimonies on the AustraliaForJesus.org.au that show these miracles that are happening in people's lives, sometimes instantly, sometimes subsequently. And people can go to that and just look at the vision film that's included on that
1: website. Okay, we're taking calls. Let's take some more. Jared's. This is an interesting one. A second call from Warrnambool in the same morning. Hello, Jared. Welcome along.
5: Hello. How are you going, Jared? What are your
1: thoughts? <laughs>
5: uh, yeah. Look, there's a number of issues that you've hit on, and um, yeah. Look, I just um, believe that you know when we lift God's word up. We, uh, and and, and it says, you know, if we, um, if we lift Jesus up, who is the word of God, uh, then um, he'll draw all men to himself. Absolutely, so, um, Absolutely so that, yeah. So that tells us that, um, that yeah, when we honour God by lifting his word up, then, yeah, he's pleased with us and he'll, he'll draw all men to himself. And, and really, yeah, that's the amazing thing. But the other thing is, is um, what else have we got? So the, the devil. The devil, he's uh, yeah, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy with his lies, and, uh, and that's what he wants to do.
1: Jared, so, good thoughts there. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing those. A quick response from you, Tony.
2: Well, I couldn't agree more, and uh, you know the, the whole idea of actually putting God's word first, and letting God attend on that, uh, means that the message of the gospel clearly and compassionately and completely is getting through. And uh, that's what, we've got to win that right to, to sit down with someone and show them perhaps off our phone or out of a tract or what have you. And so often people make the mistake of to just simply handing out leaflets. I remember when we were putting the God Revolution together, at, um, a, a brother came on to state that he was at the Olympic Games in, in, uh, in Spain in 1992. And Floyd McClung was speaking to a whole lot of people who were interested in evangelising during the Games in Spain, Barcelona. And uh, Floyd McClung was the, the speaker, and he said to everybody there, hands up those of you who come to the Lord through a tract or through uh, a, a big crusade. And there are about 5,000 people in the room, and about 10 people put their hands up. And he said, now, who has come to the Lord as a result of a personal friend or close associate or trusted associate sharing the God good news with you personally? And 4,990 hands went up. So it should prove to us that just from a point of view of statistics, the whole idea of someone sharing the good news one-on-one or in small groups of someone is going to be a very powerful thing for us to do going forward.
1: Okay, thank you so much to Jared in Warrnambool. Let's take another Victorian call. Alex is in Melbourne. Hello, Alex. Welcome along. Alex, are you with us?
5: Emphasis on on the word, uh, even in Psalm 138, verse 3 there's a part there that says uh, God the Lord has magnified his word more than his name all his name so that's just pointing to how important reading the word of God carefully and applying it is and uh, that, that brings me to the point there are many foxes destroying the, the harvest and uh, that can happen in the church and 1st uh, Timothy chapter 3 uh, Apostle, Apostle Paul is very detailed in what who should hold positions and and, and their background and conditions and these are things that uh, the Holy Spirit would like us to fulfill as well to get the full benefit from the Holy Spirit.
1: Alex, good thoughts in there and uh, lots of metaphors you can pick up from all different places in the scriptures. Uh, I think your issue here is uh, you're talking about the need for integrity too in leaders and uh, these things go hand in hand. There's an awful lot of different dimensions that when they all work together you've got a fantastic presentation, haven't you Tony? Uh, Your thoughts for Alex in Melbourne?
2: That's right. Well, it's the entrance of God's Word that gives life. And uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So so it's the Word that, that... It's just the the simplicity of someone speaking. You know, when it comes to miracles, that's something that God will take care of, and I'm all for that. wouldn't want to detract from that. But what what I find a lot of people I uh, feel disempowered by that emphasis on miracles, because, but they, they are not disempowered if you say, if you would just speak the Word to to people, and here's a a sample presentation that you could use to get yourself started. People can get going with that, Neil, but they can't get going with miracles because they they can't uh, drum up miracles. That that They're going to happen here or there, but they can all speak the Word. That's the point. Alex is spot on with that. By the way, Neil, while we've been talking, quite a number of people have already signed on uh, for Australia for Jesus. Uh, We've got uh, Peter from uh, Queensland uh, in Mackay. We've got uh, Cheryl from uh, Tasmania uh, and there are quite a number of others that have just uh, signed on. So isn't it exciting, Neil, that uh, we've got people signing on to become uh, sole winners through Australia for Jesus and let's hope that... Um There'll be many more besides.
1: You know what? That is exciting and uh, interesting, as you say. You can do this right now. Don't wait till the end of the conversation. Go on to australiaforjesus.org.au uh, or you can find the godrevolution.com.au site as well. Thank you so much to Alex from Melbourne. Let's take another call. Katie is in Geelong. Hello, Katie. Welcome along.
3: Oh Hi, Neil.
1: Katie, what are your thoughts?
3: Um... Yeah, just uh, the lie of comfort in the church, like, um, and the lie that Jesus is going to be, um, like, you know, particularly in the Western church I'm talking about, but that it's going to be a long time before Jesus comes back. And also the lie that if we, um, somehow keep the peace, that all this is just going to go away. Because, uh, one of the reasons that, you know, our culture has changed like this is because Christians, were lukewarm and kept the peace for too long, and it's just a downhill slide. And also, um, I just wanted to mention Eric Metaxas's book, Bonhoeffer, pa- um, Pastor, Prophet, Spy. Um, I would recommend that, like, for all believers to read at this time because it's so relevant to what's happening now in all Western countries because a lot of the Germans, like, when I read that book, it helped me to understand for the first time what actually happened in Germany in the Second World War. And Mm. a lot of the Germans were really lovely Christian people. And a lot of the Jews that were killed were also already Christians, like they were Messianic Jews. But one of the biggest lies in Germany at that time was that if we keep the peace, all this will just die down and go away. But it it doesn't actually work like that. And the thing is, you know, God's Word makes it clear that even if we lose our lives, like even, even if we end up in courts or have to go to jail for professing our faith that, I mean, I think it was Jesus that actually said that, you know, that we would be taken, um, up before rulers and that, that, you know, that is actually uh, a blessing and an honor, not that we should be deliberately uh, causing trouble.
1: Katie, you are a fabulous firebrand and I think uh, the Holy Spirit is certainly doing a work in you and you are someone who can articulate these things very, very beautifully and you're drawing attention to some of the very serious issues uh, that our nation may be facing now and things are getting hotter, Uh, they're not going to get cooler and you're saying don't just keep the peace, Uh, this might be a time to speak up for righteousness to speak up for your faith, Uh, your thoughts Tony for Katie in Geelong
2: well, lovely to hear from Katie and uh, loved you long too. Uh, the, uh, the the thing is here that uh, what Dietrich uh pointed out and uh, I've been studying that particular era is that most people are timid and look for the easy way out and even big governments that had real teeth back in those days, Britain and France and others, were trying to appease Hitler and all of his ugly band and uh, that's what people are trying to do today. They're trying to appease the devil and push foot with him. Well, he's a very mean piece of work. And the only way to deal with him is with the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and uh, a good, firm thrust right in his midriff is about what he needs. And that's, you know, begone, Satan, in Jesus' name. We've got to take authority over him if we are to go into the house of a strong man and steal his goods, Jesus said. You must first bind the strong man. And uh, on godrevolution.com.au, video number 13 and 14, number 13 appropriately, Neil, uh, talks about spiritual warfare as we announce the word of God. But the exciting thing, Neil, is the exciting thing is that people are coming to Christ. When everyone's saying nobody's interested, when everyone's saying everyone's ticking the no religion box on the census, what we are seeing with Australia for Jesus is that people are coming to the Lord. And uh, that's, that's the great news. And we want to welcome, by the way, Lisa from Tasmania, Cheryl from Tasmania, Lynn from Queensland, Fern from Victoria, and uh, Peter from Mackay, who just signed on
1: all right wonderful stuff katie from geelong thank you so much for your input and uh, keep signing on australiaforjesus.org.au and i know tony mclennan that while you were saying there's around about three who who've signed on uh, you've got an immediate goal ten have haven't you and uh, you'd like to see that met as soon as possible and i guess people listening to our conversation today could be part of that number
2: indeed and we'll be we'll be releasing over the next couple of months another campaign called the way of life and uh and we'll be issuing T-shirts and cards and so forth. I've already spoken to our uh, my co-founder, Jordan, about this. And uh, it was his actually his idea. We'll provide people with a T-shirt and, and cards and, uh, and people will be able to show the way of life to people as they go through a so city. We're going to call them clean sweeps of the cities. where we gather in groups. We, we just instruct people what to do. And then we sweep through the city for a whole morning or a whole day on a Saturday and share with anyone who will listen the good news of Jesus. Let's let's get the good news out so that people have the chance to make a decision, yes or no, for Jesus and yes or no, for eternal life.
1: I mentioned earlier you have a military background, Tony McLennan, and a lot of people have been praying for evangelism in Australia, for someone to be coordinating with some level of military strategy and precision a way to reach out to the nation to inspire and to motivate Christian believers to share their faith and you've got a program and you've got phases in place and as you say there's an upcoming phase that you're looking forward to launching and this initial phase has that goal of 10,000 believers uh, who'll be a part of this God Revolution so uh, godrevolution.com.au and australiaforjesus.org.au and as Tony's even uh, telling us the names who are added while our conversation is proceeding let Take another call, Owisa in St Kilda, in Melbourne. Hello, Owisa. Welcome along.
6: Uh, hi. It's Elisa.
1: Oh, Elisa. Okay, sorry, I've I've got uh, your name written down differently for me. Alisa, what is your thoughts?
6: Well, I definitely agree that we need to have a strategy in place, and um, a verse that's been coming to mind is in Joel two, uh, verse seven. Uh, To eight, they run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation, and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. And um, I'm part of a prayer network, and uh, there was a call last week online, and people who are prayer coordinators And they were all sharing the same thing that the Lord gave them. And this was after the Same-Sex Marriage Act came through and also here in Victoria where euthanasia was legalized. And basically the Lord said, now is my time for the gospel to be preached. Now these are people who just spent a lot of time in prayer. And I just really believe that... um, As that verse in Joel says, we all have a role to play. And ultimately, like some are praying, some are preaching the gospel. But we are all, as Tony has said, to present our faith. This is the time in our country. We can't just be upset about what's happened. I mean, it's terrible, the changes in legislation. But we need to go and preach the gospel faithfully.
1: Lisa, wonderful thoughts. Response from Tony.
2: Well I just love what Elise was saying particularly that reference from Joel, I've been looking that up, That's uh, she's really talking my book and uh, I really appreciate that and uh, it's just amazing to see the number of good and noble women coming forward uh, Neil, who are absolutely passionate about seeing God's word go out and And uh, it's so exciting, to, Like we have a, a group called Partners in Prayer and Evangelism uh, run by Sue Tinworth uh, whom you may know of and, and yep. that particular group has been excitingly supportive of what we're doing and one of our partners along with Vision Christian Radio. so. But that whole idea of information, yes, every man, as it says in the book of Joshua, every man, we could say every person these days, couldn't we, Neil, every person went up straight before him or her into the city of Jericho to bring down the um, that, that regime and to allow God's uh, kingdom to reign. And and I think another dimension here, just commenting further on Elisa's remarks, is the fact, a very, very important fact, that um, we may need to see things from God's point of view. That's what Elisa was saying, not just from a human point of view, about the need, about the degradation we're seeing in our society. What does the Father want? He wants a harvest of souls for his son, Jesus. He wants a harvest to authenticate and reward the diligence and the obedience of his son who died on the cross for our sins. He gave, paid the ultimate price in every respect. So looking at it from God's point of view is very helpful because he after all is called the Lord of the harvest and he wants a huge harvest, not just some sort of tiddlywink thing at the end of our time, but a big one. And by the way, Neil, can we just welcome Cheryl from New South Wales and Clinton from WA uh, who came online just as we've been speaking.
1: We are running short of time now. Uh, Thank you so much to Alisa in St Kilda. And I will have to put a line under calls. Thanks to everyone who was trying to get through in our conversation today. Uh, These last couple of minutes, let's come to this number once again, Tony australiaforjesus.org.au you've been quoting uh, the names who've been signing up even as we've been talking I'm sure you'd like to see that continue to build through the day and uh, and so far as those numbers go uh, when people do sign up on the australiaforjesus.org.au website uh, you say there are a number of campaigns and new initiatives that are coming up as the next phases of the God revolution uh, just mention what's coming up next again uh, for encouragement for people for uh, listeners to our conversation today to to actually sign up?
2: Okay, so to put it into context, godrevolution.com.au is the rallying cry that people can become acquainted with. Uh, The next step is we can run a Bringing Others to Jesus seminar, phase two, in your church or your locale. It's only a matter of requesting it and we'll organise it. But the third phase, the third phase is the Way of Life uh, campaign, whereby we will be equipping people to do this clean sweep through their communities And that'll probably start to emerge over the next three months. Okay. And so we'll have a website for that. And and, uh, Jordan, my very able web engineer, and his staff are are already thinking that through, and uh, we'll be working on that in the next little while.
1: It is an initiative that mobilizes Christian believers. I imagine you'd like to have someone on your 10,000-person list Uh, from every town, every community, from every local church. Would that be some sort of a goal?
5: Oh,
2: absolutely. And look, Neil, the, the involvement and support of Vision Christian Radio, this has just been invaluable and we just praise God for it because that's what's happening. People are coming out of the woodwork all over Australia. That is really exciting and we want that to continue.
1: Let me give those websites. You can be a part of the God Revolution and one of those 10,000. At least get onto the mailing list. Find out how you can be a part of what God is doing in the nation, mobilizing his church. Australiaforjesus.org.au Easy to go to. Australiaforjesus.org.au And as Tony has mentioned, lots of wonderful resources. Uh, Go to godrevolution.com.au. Godrevolution.com.au. Tony McLennan, uh, doing a wonderful job, and let me just uh, applaud you and honor you for uh, the sacrifices that you're making, uh, for the traveling that you're doing, for getting up in front of uh, those gatherings. Whoever will talk to you, I know that you're excited to talk to them. And I know that even along the way, you're excited to share your own testimony and to share the gospel message with people that you're traveling alongside, that you walk and uh, run into in the streets. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for sharing your heart again with us today, and all about Australia for Jesus and the God revolution. Thanks for being
0: with us on 2020.
2: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Neil. Thank you for your partnership in that of Vision Christian
0: Radio. Thank you, and God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.